Hi, I'm Yusuf Zin. My latest TVO Today podcast is on how a Canadian ends up in a Chinese prison, and if he's even alive. Listen and subscribe to Extradition. Available now, wherever you get your podcasts. Help TVO create a better world through the power of learning. Visit TVO.org and make a tax-deductible donation today. So it was really significant that I was commissioned to make this statue now and this monument now because it's at the end of a 10-year period uh, when the United Nations declared service towards the black community around the globe. And it's also during the time period where so many monuments are being taken down of colonial figures and oppressive figures uh, that were put up without public consent. And so to make this statue of a great Canadian who has such a big impact is so important. There's a guy. Hey, Mr. Link. So my name is Quentin Vercetti. I am a visual storyteller and an artivist. Artivist is an, is an artist who uses their work to speak on different social issues. So essentially it's activism and art going together. I definitely want to say the person who really started my journey in social justice was my mom, uh, who made sure I, I learned about different black leaders and, and people who look like me and who were making better decisions and how I could follow in their footsteps as well. We're at the Lincoln M. Alexander Secondary School, which is named after the great man who I made a statue of. I haven't been here over 15 years. Oh, 109, oh my, God. oh my gosh, I remember this room. This used to be where we had detention. This was like the behavioral room. I was considered what you would say an at-risk youth or a troubled teen. Uh, I wasn't making the best decisions. Someone who really supported me was my best friend and brother Rory, who really was trying to steer me towards the right direction, but I was a little bit too stubborn at the time. I was kind of trying to be the cool kid, but also I was very smart, I was very creative, but I just didn't know how to apply it in a way that made sense. And so I would often skip classes and I was hanging out in the hallways here. I ended up being expelled and I witnessed a friend of mine being killed. He was shot. And the trauma from that really sent me into a spiral. And, you know, I went on a long journey of trying to find myself. It took me about three years to get back into school. And it was my best friend, Rory. He was like, hey man, just get your high school diploma. You know, and trying to keep me on a positive route. And so he convinced me to get back into school. And uh, there was an art program called the Remix Project. And then I ended up applying and getting in. And I met an amazing person named Amanda Pierce, who uh, connected me with all these amazing people. And that is actually the first time that I learned about Afrofuturism. Through Remix and graduating the Remix Project, it inspired me to finally really apply myself and get my high school diploma. And during that time period, I was doing workshops in the communities and here in Malton and Rexdale uh, with, with Rory to help inspire young people like ourselves. From doing all that work, I got the Governor General Award. And that opened up so many doors. I got a bursary and a scholarship from that. And that led me going to OCAD University. 
2017, I was trying to figure out what I was gonna do next. I was like, hey man, I feel like I did everything. I traveled the world, I did exhibitions here and there. I don't know what's next, you know? I got an email from Concordia University and they said they wanna offer me a scholarship to do my master's with them to expand on Afrofuturism. I was like, man, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't, know, I don't know if I want to go back to school. And uh, Rory, and he's like, do it, man. Just do it. Bro, I'm so proud of you. He's like, yo, go to Montreal. Do the thing, man. Keep growing. He's like, bro, this is what I love about you. You're always growing. And he said to me, in a text message, he said, just, just keep growing, Q. And that was his last text message that he sent me. Rory passed away from a brain aneurysm a few days later. And ever since then, I just kept going and no looking back, just keep growing. And so that's all my social media handles. And that's the philosophy. All of that really propelled me towards um, really building a name for myself in Afrofuturism. And so Carnegie Hall in 2020 contacted me and we were told that you are the guy for Afrofuturism. And so Afrofuturism is an aspect of storytelling and the practice of exploring the future while honoring what came before. And it's doing it through an Afrocentric lens. So we're using ideas from ancient Africa and proverbs and concepts. So things like Ubuntu, which means I am because we are, which is uh, from South Africa, or concepts like Sankofa, which is about the connection between the past, present, and future. So there's so many different concepts, and uh, it's really exploring some of these philosophies and ideas, but with the intentions for the future. Nice to meet you. Man, nice to meet you, my man. I want to give this to you. Okay, thank as you. As a token, as being a student of the school, and just learning about your, your life story and your experiences, it inspired me because, you know, coming from a challenging, marginalized neighborhood, mm -hmm. right? You had someone to believe in you. Mm -hmm. And apart from your mother, God chose you to come out of the, come out of the community, mm -hmm. right? And then make something of yourself. When students look at that and says, hey, if he can make it, I can make it. Yeah. And it's like Leakin and Alexander said, I can, I will, mm -hmm. yep. you will. Yep. Hi. Hello. How are I you? your face. And I remember you very well, Quentin, yes, right? Yes, yes, yes. Welcome to your old haunts. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Same room, right? Yeah. Hasn't changed. Wow. So yeah, you were in my grade 11 class, if you remember. The project that we did in class was like a social justice issue. And I remembered your artwork. That's how I remembered you, because I remembered the drawing that you made. You did uh, a drawing of the Black Panther leader. Really? Yeah. Wow. So it was always um, a social justice topic, and I guess that was something that was important to you. Yeah. So when I saw your work, I thought, wow, this is, it's come a long way. Yeah. yeah. Was, I, was I a disruptive student? No. Okay. Not at all. Because this is probably like one of the favorite classes I had. Yeah, mm. it's, it's, it's interesting because like, I think sometimes when you get so deeply affected by the negative experiences, they sometimes can overshadow the positive. So to me, it's beautiful to have a reminder that I did have positive experiences here, you know, and, yeah. and that I did have 
artistic foundations that were 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 facilitated and supported by people like you, and that you're still Thank here you. supporting the next generation. And realize that I wasn't a bad student or a bad person. I just was not making the best decisions. And thank you for allowing me to, to really tap into uh, what later on became my purpose. I'm so glad to hear it. It's, it's wonderful to see you. <laughs> Your work is amazing. <laughs> when I met Lincoln Alexander, it was at Queens Park, and he said, Nice to meet you, young fellow. Mm -hmm. And he grabbed my hand, and it just, his hands was like a, a mitt, a baseball mitt. Yeah. And it just engulfed my hand, and it almost crushed it. Yep. Someone has told me, when I shake hands, and I'm gonna shake hands, when you shake hands, always put your hand out mm. like that, so that your index finger prevents you from being crushed from someone. <laughs> <laughs> and so this is the infamous hallway right. that all of us cool cats used to hang out in. Yeah, right by the trophy case. Yep, the tro exactly, the Everybody trophy case. Everybody hangs on the trophy case. This camera was not here. I don't yes. know what it is, but something about this, this vantage point. We used to have a guy right here right. who would essentially just peep out and look to see if there's anyone coming this way. And then we have another guy over here who also, because from here you can't see, right? And I was with a young lady I was talking to, and uh, Someone's like, yo, who is that? And I stepped like this, you know, and he was looking at me. We made eye contact. And I was like, Shh, I'm not, I'm not leaving. This is, this is my corner, this is my school. And uh, he walked right up to me, even strides. And I just remember the pants, because coming from a Jamaican household, you have to press your pants, yeah, you have to you make sure that crease is good. Yeah. And he's like, young fellow, I can see you do great things. Mm -hmm. I looked up at him, he's like, oh, okay, sure. And then, he just made an about turn and, and walked away. And, and it's just full circle that you're creating his bus. Like, how did someone come to you? It was off of the success of the Joshua Glover statue, right. which was Toronto's first statue of a person of African descent. And uh, that got a lot of attention. They asked me to, to give a proposal. Right. And uh, I think mainly it's my connection to Lincoln. Right. Uh, not just meeting him, obviously coming to the school. And also just the concept of I had of taking an Afro-futuristic approach is really the thing that everyone liked mm -hmm. because Lincoln often spoke about thinking about the future, yeah, exactly. right? And, and how we should work towards a better future. Right. And so uh, the way I wanted to tell his story and not just him being the Lieutenant Governor, but also being the first black MP, being mm -hmm. a, a foundational trailblazing lawyer and, and, and being a veteran and all those things, I wanted to include all those things. Well, I included all those things in the bus, and so they well, really loved that idea. And that bus, like, as I was saying, it, it, the picture doesn't do it justice. I have <laughs> yeah. to go and see it. Yeah, it's, a, three, it's a 360 experience, yeah. yeah. How'd you manage just to get the likeness? Like, I mean, I mean, the wrinkles and all. all, all credits, <laughs> honestly, all credits to the family. They, they gave me a lot of great input. Right. Obviously, a lot of great pictures. You know, I asked his daughter, uh, his granddaughter, and, uh, and his, his daughter-in-law, like, does this feel right? Right. You know, how does this feel? Do you feel like his presence is here, you know? Mm. Um, and then also in reading his book, Go to School, You're a Little Black Boy, you know, I walked down some of the pathways that mm -hmm. he walked yeah. to kind of really get the sense of his, his, his energy in his life, you know? Right. I went to his graveside and all those different things, you know, did all that extra work and really asked him, when I went to the graveside, I asked him, like, how do you want to be represented, you right. know? And, uh, and yeah, I just did my due diligence. You went to his gravesite mm -hmm. and you spoke to him mm -hmm. and he spoke to you back. Mm -hmm. When I entered the school, I have him right in front of my 
Okay, Link, that's what they called him, right? Yep, yep. Link, I'm starting the day off. Be with me. Yeah. You know, and, and, it's, and it's so empowering mm -hmm. because we're creating future Lincoln Alexanders, mm -hmm. future people who want to be successful. Yeah. The main thing I'll say about the, the statue and the reason why all, a lot of my work is so high detailed is because I think about the young men who I was with and the young men I was, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. I'm like, what can capture that young man's attention? So it took me about six months to make you, and I made it out of bronze. And I chose bronze because bronze lasts forever. It's a material that uh, has its roots in ancient Africa, and the bronze color is actually one of Lincoln's favorite colors. I mean, people keep finding new connections of uh, its link to Afrofuturism, but the main con uh, connections to Afrofuturism is the base. And because Lincoln often is thinking about the future, and the base is actually inspired by a spaceship in Star Wars, which uh, Lincoln actually went to go see uh, when it premiered back in 1977. Also, these medals here were future medals that he would get after he became Lieutenant Governor. So this is speaking to his future. And then the crest on the back also is a reference to Afrofuturism, as the design is also inspired by a spaceship, and then the Adinkra symbols around the crest or in the crest are also uh, futuristic because they speak to this ancient African past but being presented uh, in a futuristic context. And this left side of his jacket is what is called a kente cloth. This pattern uh, was given to him in Ghana when he went in 1960 and it pays homage to his journey being inspired by Kwame Nkrumah and he gave this fabric to his wife. And so this is also a tribute to his wife who inspired him. So the glasses uh, were a hybrid of multiple glasses. So this also could be seen as being Afrofuturistic. It's based on some of the designs of the glasses that he had when he was a lawyer, then when he became an MP, and then when he became Lieutenant Governor, and then later on when he became Chancellor of uh, University of Guelph. Link also refers to his name, and also everyone nicknames his highway in Hamilton as the Link. And so the design that I have in his eyes is kind of like a signature of mine, where I really want to capture the depth of his gaze, but also capture his iris, really speaking to this humanness, and then also the twinkle in his eyes, because it always seems like he's looking into the light. And I have him smiling because almost every picture, Lincoln's always smiling. He's known as a, being a cheerful person. He brings smiles to other people's faces. And so I really want to humanize him and make it very different from all the other statues here at Queens Park uh, by having him smiling and showing some teeth. Uh, I wanted to put his order of Ontario as a central focus and then have his order of Canada on his right side to kind of speak to this idea of his service in Canada is, is of equal, um, equal weight per se and kind of balances out and then obviously his service in the military uh, stands alone and it, it also equivalent to his journey uh, and experience in Africa. Yeah, so the medals on his chest are definitely of great importance, especially this uh, Order of St. Lazarus, which speaks to his work to help people in need and the less fortunate and how it kind of resembles and actually equals out to his Order of Canada and his service here to our country. Thank you. Thank you for seeing something in me before 
Uh, I saw something in myself. Thank you for speaking truth uh, into me and inspiring me to be who I am and giving me a purpose. The Agenda with Steve Pakin is made possible through generous philanthropic contributions from viewers like you. Thank you for supporting TVO's journalism.